Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone, and welcome into week 11 of the Injury Report. I'm Lee here with the IDP show, and I've got a very special guest with me today, one of my good friends, Karsten Ashton. He's a med student, so Karsten, I'll let you introduce yourself a little bit um, and tell us a little bit a little bit about yourself. Hey, what's up, guys? Super stoked to be here. Uh, this is my first time on any podcast, but I'm, I've been doing fantasy football for a while now. Um, like Lee said, I'm a medical student, so I'm in my third year up at Washington State, um, probably going the general surgery route, got two kids. Um, I have uh, 11, le- 11 fantasy football leagues this year, which is super fun, keeps me busy. Most of them are dynasty, but uh, four of them are these super crazy leagues that I got into a couple years ago that are 32 teams each. So it's like trying to recreate the NFL style as, as much as possible. So we have a salary cap, wow. full offense, full defense. So if my some of my uh, guys that I have on the defensive side of the ball maybe you haven't even heard of or aren't even starting in your IDP <laughs> leagues just because these are guys that I know uh, because of how big these leagues are. But yeah, uh, I love movies. I love uh, love music and and fantasy books. My favorite movie of all time is Heat by Al Pacino, yeah. or it has Al Pacino and Robert De Niro. Have you ever seen that one? Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's great. I love that one. Uh, and uh, yeah. Favorite artist of all time is is Kanye. I know that's kind of controversial. He's uh, he's so. kind of a, he's what? I said rightfully so. Be your be your best uh, favorite artist. I love Kanye. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people don't like him, but hey, you can't argue that he's not authentic. He's probably he's Absolutely. pretty authentic. That's the most authentic yeah. dude I've ever heard. For like, sure, he, he speaks his mind all the time, and his Twitter is crazy. I don't know if you follow him on Twitter or, or like what oh, yeah. stuff he throws up on social media, but it's absolutely hilarious. I think. Some of my favorite Kanye moments are just like his interviews because he absolutely does not care what he throws up on there, dude. It's no. it's uh it's hilarious. Awesome. Well, we're uh, super stoked to have you on here, Carson. Um, so the way this this podcast is going to go down, I'm going to handle the offensive stuff. It's really going to follow the same same kind of guidelines as the previous podcasts have gone through. We'll go through the new to the IR, who's out, doubtful, and questionable for the week. So I'm going to handle everything on offense. We'll start off with new to the IR here. So Chase Edmonds, running back for the Arizona Cardinals. On IR with the ankle injury, this doesn't come as much of a surprise. It looked like a classic high ankle sprain mechanism here, which we know takes at least a minimum of four weeks to return from. So he's on IR for at least three. There is optimism coming back from the Arizona camp that he'll be ready to return from the IR immediately. So he was put on IR last Saturday, missed week 10, meaning the earliest he can return is week 13. Also on IR, Julio Jones, wide receiver for the Tennessee Titans. The dreaded hamstring injury that we've seen Julio deal a lot with in the the past. So not only this year, but he did miss quite a bit of time last year with a hamstring injury as well. Could the fact that he's maybe 32 years old play into it? Uh, That's a possibility. Regardless, he's eligible to return week 13 if he's able to. Titans are looking red hot right now, so they'll be okay without Julio for the time being, giving him plenty of opportunity to rest up and make sure he is ready for the playoff run. Another 32-year-old wide receiver on the IR is 49ers wide receiver Mohamed Sanu. He's on IR with a knee injury. He was IR'd after week 10, so the earliest that he can return if you need him is week 14. And lastly, already or although he was already on the IR, running back Chris Car- Carson for the Seahawks will see the end of his 2021 season happen due to a neck surgery that he needs. So I believe that the Seahawks activated him off the IR with anticipation that he'll play. However, things just must not have gone his way. So he will have season-ending neck surgery on the stinger that's been keeping him out. 
and we will look to see his return in 2022. So now we'll switch over to defense, and Carson, I'll let you take it away. Yeah. On uh, Chris Carson, man, that's some sad news. I mean, we were all hoping he was going to get back. I, I think whatever team you like in, NF, NF, in the NFL, he's a fun player to watch. Hopefully he can come back next year. So for defensive side, new to IR, most of you probably already know this, Khalil Mack, line, linebacker for Chicago, uh, went on uh, season-ending IR for his foot. He was injured in week three and kind of played through it, but I guess uh, the pain just kind of became too much. He has six sacks so far this season, um, but uh, should be ready for 2022. No reason why he shouldn't be, be ready to go at the beginning of 2022. Uh, Danny Trevathan, also the linebacker for Chicago. I don't think anybody was playing him this year anyway. He was really good last year, but but he was on IR at the beginning of the season. He's got this knee issue that's nagging him. Um, second time on IR this season, so that means he's done for the year. I mean, honestly, aside from Roquan at, at middle linebacker for Chicago, I'm kind of avoiding that whole right. Chicago linebacker group. Absolutely. Um, uh, I wanted to mention Richard Sherman just because uh, he has a calf grade two strain. I don't think anybody was playing him for IDP this year anyways, but uh, I think it's interesting to note that he had that Achilles injury a few years ago. He was the picture, he was a picture perfect a, uh, health guy for for his entire time in Seattle. I mean, you look at his, his game logs at 16, 16, he played all 16 every year until that Achilles and then can't stay healthy. So kind of just uh, what to look for in the future for Achilles, those Achilles injuries. Um, and then Chase Young, that's the big news this week. Defensive end for Washington. Uh, second overall pick last year, defense rookie of the year. Torn ACL in week 10, done for the season. So for those of the, you that don't know, the ACL surgery is, is a pretty major surgery. You have to uh, reconstruct the ligament. You either take it from uh, another body part that the person has or from a cadaver and you reattach it. That's the ligament that keeps the, the bottom part of the, uh, the leg, the, the shin, from going anteriorly from the from the femur um he wasn't really killing it this year anyway only had only was averaging averaging 7.5 fantasy points only one and a half sacks this year um and as far as the other washington defensive linemen i wouldn't really change anything you're doing you're already starting jonathan allen he's been killing it this year at dt and then montez sweat when he comes back but other than that i wouldn't look i wouldn't look to chase them back up they're probably going to keep a rotation there yeah, absolutely. What you said about uh, Richard Sherman and his and his Achilles injury is kind of scaring me with uh, Cam Akers trying to return back yeah. from from an Achilles injury. Hopefully we don't see the uh, the handful of injuries that Richard Sherman is going through after that Achilles tear in, in Cam Akers. So knocking on wood here, my boy wants to come back um, for our playoff run, hopefully if we don't lose out. That's been a fun couple of weeks as a Rams fan, um, mm-hmm. but we'll be good. I don't know if we'll get him back for that that playoff run, I think that's a little bit too early for an Achilles tear, especially to come back and be productive like he wants to be. Um, so yeah. I think the best the best route for, for Cam Akers, hopefully, is to to hold off the rest of the year. I know McVay has said he's not ruling him out, but um, kind of medically medically inclined, I, I do hope that we roll him out for the rest of the year because I think if you push somebody back from an Achilles too early, that's just going to cause too many problems down the road. So mm-hmm. thank you for hitting up the IR for defense. We'll go over to who was ruled out. We'll start on offense here. Wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins for the Arizona Cardinals is set to miss his third game in a row with a hamstring injury. The thing here is I don't think Arizona, Arizona nor Hopkins saw this lasting as long as it has, or they probably would have put him on IR fairly quickly like they did with Chase Edmonds there. The thinking here is that maybe Hopkins thought it would get better, but it just never did. Regardless, he hasn't practiced since week eight. 
And with a Week 12 bye, head coach Cliff Kingsbury expects Hopkins back in Week 13. With presumably close to five full weeks of rest, you'd hope this is enough to, to get Hopkins back out there, but we'll see when we get there. We're looking for at least a full week of limited practices before I'd feel decent about rolling Hopkins back out there as a starter when he comes back. Wide receiver Amari Cooper for the Cowboys rolled out for not only this game, for, but for also the Thanksgiving game next week as well. He's on the sick boy list with COVID. He's an unvaccinated player, so due to the stipulations they have on unvaccinated players, he will miss this week as well as next week for the Thanksgiving game for the Dallas Cowboys. That's running bad timing back. right there. Oh, yeah, it's terrible. I, and it's funny because Amari Cooper just loves to explode on Thanksgiving Day, mm-hmm. too. That's kind of like his MO now, so... So, unfortunately, we don't get to witness the Amari Cooper Thanksgiving explosion. Against so, his old team, right? Is the Raiders? Yeah. They're playing. Yeah. Yeah. They should be. That Oh, Damn. that would have been a fun one, too. Yeah. That's upsetting. Oh, man. So, Amari Cooper on the sick boy list. We'll miss this week and next week. Running back Aaron Jones for the Green Bay Packers. He's got an MCL sprain, so a little bit of an anatomy lesson for y'all here today. The MCL is mainly responsible for not letting your knee extend too far inward, and it also helps with stability and allowing your knee to rotate. We can compare Aaron Jones' injury to Clyde Edwards-Alaire, but CEH had a bit more serious of an injury, which was a grade two, whereas it's it's speculated that Jones only has a grade one as of right now. So with a week 13 bye, Aaron Jones has a good chance to return in week 14, considering the Packers' extensive history of being pretty conservative with their players. So look for a, an, an Aaron Jones return in week 14 for the Packers. Running back Alvin Kamara for the New Orleans Saints. After experiencing some, quote, soreness after week nine, Kamara will now miss his second game in a row. So not exactly sure on what the mechanism was where he was injured, and no news has come out of the NOLA camp as to what that injury is exactly. But the good news is he did return to practice this week on a limited basis, but just wasn't quite ready to return to action. At the moment, he is expected to return in Week 12 against the Bills. Big Ben Roethlisberger, quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers, also finds himself on the sick boy list with COVID. And I, I really like the job that, that Big Ben did here. He took a test after he was a close contact with someone, found out it was positive, and then alerted his team and all the higher-ups. And then he was put on the COVID list, and this is really how it should be done. You find out the information, you check yourself, and then you act accordingly. Unfortunately, I'm not sure if a lot of people would have done the same thing that he did, kind of alerting everybody. They kind of probably would have slept it under the rug if they came into close contact with somebody. So although I don't say this a lot, this might be the first time I've ever said this, but props to Big Ben for that. And lastly, ruled out on here, Jeremy McNichols running back for the Tennessee Titans. The King Henry backup will miss week 11 due to not clearing the concussion protocol in time. So that's it for offense. We will swing over to defense. Yeah. So there's a couple of guys at the beginning here that you probably weren't starting anyways, but if in case you were, I'll, I'll throw them in there. So Akeem Hicks, DT for Chicago, is out with an ankle. Uh won't get too into that. Trey Flowers, defensive end for Detroit, also out with a knee. Um, and then Nick Quick, Nick Kwiatkowski, or Kwiatkowski. I'm not really sure how to say that. Anyway, Neither am I. linebacker for, for the Raiders, he's, he's got an ankle. He's out for the second straight week. I mean, he wasn't killing it anyway. I mentioned him because uh, the guy that's behind, well, was behind him, Denzel Perryman, yep. should be seeing even more snaps now. And, and uh, he – has been he's been killing it for IDP, so I'd start him up. Um, and then TJ Watt, linebacker for Pittsburgh. 
Uh, he's got a hip. He was unable to practice this week, but he did have an MRI earlier in the week that revealed no structural damage. So that's a good sign. Good. So he that's could great. play next week. I would just keep a close eye on how he practices next week. If he if he's even limited in practice next week, I would start him up. Uh, and then Minka, Minka Fitzpatrick, safety for Pittsburgh. He has COVID, uh, tested positive on Monday. He was already ruled out by the team. Um, I'm not sure on his vaccination status or not. I just know that he was ruled out. So he'll probably yeah, be on the play next week. Yeah. Uh, Rashawn Evans, linebacker for Tennessee. He has an ankle. He's out for the fourth straight game. Um, and then the other linebacker for Tennessee, David Long Jr., he has a hamstring. So he's out again for the second straight week. And uh, start up your Jayon Brown. He should be yeah. a really solid play again with both those linebackers out. It's, it's Ten nice tackles to see. last week. Yeah, it's nice to see Jayon Brown start to pick it up because I know he was one of the big IDP kind of waiver guys or pickup guys, auction guys mm-hmm. last year that everybody wanted, and it kind of didn't pan out at the beginning of the season and and, and even in the in the this season with David Long Jr. kind of starting to take over. So it's nice to see Jayon Brown starting to kind of get back to where everybody wanted to see him because um, I know shout out to uh, my boy Joshy, he spent like upwards of ten million dollars in cap space on Jayon Brown out of out of all the hype that was coming out of there. So. Um, first of all, props to Joshy. Sorry to do that to you, but, but yeah, it's, it's nice to see Jayon Brown start to get that production that he's got going on. So yeah, we will move over to, for the rest of the year. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll move over to the doubtful for this week. There's actually a handful of doubtful players on offense. I think there's one on defense that'll let Karsten kind of touch on here. Um, but as we all know, there's, I think it's less than a 5% chance that doubtful players end up playing. So if they're on the doubtful list, you can pretty much guarantee that they're, they're going to be benched. I'll start off with Allen Robinson here, wide receiver for the Chicago Bears. You might have already benched him in redraft, but if you're in a 64-starter league team like my boy Karsten is, chances are you're still going to hold out a glimmer of hope. Allen Robinson will return to his former glory. Uh, that's not going to be the case this week. Like I said, he's got less than a five chance to play due to that hamstring injury. So depending on the severity of it, it's possible we see Allen Robinson out for multiple weeks. Um Fun to mention Jared Goff, quarterback for the Detroit Lions. He's not playing this week. Um, instead, the miracle boy of the NFL, Tim Boyle, is going to be starting in his place. So I'm excited to watch Tim Boyle. Hopefully he can do something after joining the the Lions from the Packers there. Alan Lazard. That's on, th- that's on Thanksgiving, Packers. right? Yeah, yeah. The Lions game? I, yep. I don't know if you um, have watched any of like I – I, I can't remember if it was Hard Knocks, but there's just a bunch of interviews with like Tim Boyle. And that dude is an absolute goofy. Like he's he's hilarious. So I'm really excited to to watch Tim Boyle get the start. And although Jared Goff is a former Rams guy, I, I feel obligated to love Jared Goff. I just I hope Tim Boyle comes in and just lights it up. Even though oh, there's yeah. like a negative percent chance that's going to occur because the Detroit Lions are like the most garbage team to literally ever be a team ever. Um, Alan Lazard, Packers. He's doubtful with a shoulder injury. Zach Wilson, quarterback for the Jets. Um, Mr. Elite Joe Flacco is going to start over Mike White. That's going to be a fun one. Um, I don't know how this is going to go down. One thing I did want to point out that I thought was funny was uh, all three of the Atlanta Falcons quarterbacks ended up throwing a, uh, a pick in the Thursday night game against against the Patriots. Even even Josh Rosen, Mr. Mr. First Round for the Cardinals mm-hmm. there, came in and like threw the worst pick, I think, out of all of them. Dude, he was just – it was terrible. He's so bad. Funny. He's he's incredibly bad. I, I kind of wanted to give Josh Rosen the benefit of the doubt. Like it was a bad Arizona team that he went to and then really just practice squad for the Bucks and the 49ers didn't do well and then got his chance there for the Falcons and then kind of blew that one. So I don't I don't oh, really yeah. feel bad for, for Josh Rosen anymore. He's kind of doo-doo there. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then Elijah Mitchell, running back for the San Francisco 49ers, a lot of you are going to have to we're, – we're starting him in the past. Um, he's doubtful for this week. He ended up with a broken finger last week. He had surgery to put a pin in it, and this is something that a lot of players can play through, I think – running back specifically. However, in this case, it looks like the swelling was just a bit too much for Elijah Mitchell to go this week. This isn't going to be an extended absence by any means. I would expect him back as soon as possible next week. I can't remember when their buy is, if they've already had it or if it's coming up. But this really should just be a one-game absence for Elijah Mitchell, and I would expect him back out there um, as soon as possible. Yeah. I just wanted to to say something about the the Jets QB situation real quick. I just – I think it's really funny that uh, the Jets QB room consists of a number two overall pick, Hall of Famer, and a former Super Bowl yeah. champion. Yeah. And their QB room might be the worst in the entire league. Just it's terrible. The Jet, Jets I, fans can't have nice things. It, I, I wanted can't Mike it. White to do so good, so bad, and then he hit four interceptions. <laughs> I was like, no. Uh, I was, uh, I was in, I'm in a league where I'm like one, like one in seven, one in eight, one in nine, somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. And uh, just for laughs, I started. I started Mike White the uh, the day he threw a touchdown and then left for a forearm injury. So he got mm-hmm. me like eight points there. So I was still on the Mike White hype train. Started him the week after, and he got me like negative a bajillion points. So I, I've since then come off the uh, the Mike White hype train, even though uh, I'm kind of a, a dunzo in that league, anyways. But my uh, my my Mike White fandom has has gone away, unfortunately. He's in the Hall of Fame. You can't take that away from him. <laughs> that was great. All right. So All right. Only, uh, uh, only one on defense. So Carson, I'll let you take him. Yeah. So that's Logan Ryan, uh, CB for the New York Giants. He's uh, fantasy relevant for IDP because he just he kills it at that CB or, or safety position. No, it depends on what what yep. format you're in. But he got COVID. So he, uh, well, maybe he has COVID. He tested positive on Friday but is asymptomatic and vaccinated. So he does have a small chance to turn in two tech, two negative tests 24 hours apart before Monday's game. If they were playing on Sunday, he would be ruled out. But because their game is on Monday night, he can turn in two negative two, uh, tests. Uh, but if he doesn't play, I mean, you're probably already starting Xavier McKinney, but maybe he gets an extra tackle or two. Uh, but he'll be he'll be a good play. Yeah, Logan Ryan is just kind of one of those exceptions at cornerback where you almost have to talk about him in an IDP mm-hmm. league because that dude is just is just all over the place. We don't normally talk about cornerbacks because mainly people don't really like to talk about cornerbacks. They don't really do a whole lot. But when you have a guy like Logan Ryan who's who's got a chance to miss, that's definitely somebody that you got to make note of. All right, so that's it for Doubtful. We will move over into Questionable here. There's quite a few names here on offense. So we'll start off with Kyler Murray, quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals, questionable with an ankle injury. I'm still going to stay on the hill that Kyler Murray could play right now if Arizona lets him. He won't get that full 100% mobility, but will still be an effective passer in the pocket to deliver the ball. But alas, Arizona does still leave him as a game-time decision. What could affect this is Colt McCoy also being listed as questionable. So after losing last week, would you rather put in an injured Colt McCoy or an injured Kyler Murray? I think that's a discussion that they got to have. Kyler logging in a full week of limited practices, so he is trending in the right direction to play. But again, this is a coach coach's decision in Arizona if he plays. Um, so he is trending in the right direction. I'm going to hold out hope that he does play this week. I think they play the 49ers, so that's going to be an NFC West matchup. And after the absolute just blasting that the 49ers gave the Rams last week, I don't think they can afford to lose this game. So they might start Kyler there. 
Running back James Robinson for the Jacksonville Jaguars, questionable with a heel slash knee. He looked great last week after coming back from the heel injury, and now he's got a knee injury that's got him listed as questionable. He didn't practice on Wednesday, and then he got in back-to-back limited practices, so that means he's going to be a game-time decision, as you might expect. Urban Meyer said he is feeling good about Robinson's availability to play this week. He is trending in the right direction, and it does seem likely that James, James Robinson will play. With the Jags being a 1 p.m. game, do be sure to make sure you keep an eye on the 90-minute report that will come out before game time about the actives and inactives. I expect James Robinson to play, but make sure that you keep an eye on that before game time. Like I said, it's a 1 p.m. game, so you'll be able to switch pretty easily. Wide receiver Chris Godwin, Tampa Bay Bucks, looking to repeat last week after being limited thus far in practice. He ended up getting close to 100% of the snaps last week after getting the questionable designation, and we're expecting a repeat here. So look for Godwin to continue his top 10 wide receiver campaign in week 11. Running back Saquon Barkley for the New York Giants. He's got the potential to play, but if he does, I'm not going to start him right away. The The running back himself was quoted saying he's not sure if he'll play on Monday versus Tampa Bay. So in the event that Saquon starts, I highly recommend keeping him on the bench until we see how he does. Running back Latavius Murray for the Baltimore Ravens. He was limited all week. He's got a good shot at returning this week. Um, so he could be available if you need him. I know they did just cut Le'Veon Bell. That was a little interesting. He looked all right. And with the uh, running back ailments that they have, I figured they would have kept him. But uh, Latavius Murray should make his return if you do need him. Wide receiver Marquise Brown for the Baltimore Ravens. He didn't practice Wednesday or Thursday, but he was back to a limited practice on Friday, which does leave the door open for him to play. It's a potential thigh contusion. I don't think it's developed into a hematoma or anything. So a hematoma is just a really big blood sack, basically. Um, So he should be able to play through it. That being said, if it is something like a hematoma, he could sit out. He's trending in the right direction to play. Thigh contusions are pretty painful, but nothing that you can't play through. Wide receiver Donovan Peoples-Jones for the Cleveland Browns. DPJ is projected to benefit the most from the missing OBJ targets if he is on the field. He's been dealing with a groin injury, so he went limited on Wednesday. He didn't practice on Thursday and then came back to a limited practice on Friday. So that's not great, but it's also not awful. He is trending in the right direction, but as an expected wide receiver four or five, I'd look to start someone else over him this week until we're we're certain he's completely healthy. Wide receiver Sterling Shepard for the New York Giants. He didn't practice on Friday due to that same quad injury that's kept him out the last couple of weeks, so I'm going to stay away from Shepard even if he's active until we see how he does. Wide receiver Antonio Brown for the Tampa Bay Bucks is questionable, although I do believe head coach Bruce Arians did just rule him out this week. Um, he hasn't played since week six and after logging in two did not practices this week, it's not looking likely he's going to make it a week 11 comeback anyways. And then lastly on offense, questionable wide receiver, Curtis Samuel. It's not like you're going to play him anyways, but it's nice to talk about Curtis just cause I do. I do like talking about Curtis. He could potentially make his comeback in week 11 after not playing since week five. He came back a little bit early from that groin injury that he ended up aggravating, but Being the smart fantasy player that you are, you're not going to start him. He's likely going to be on a pitch count anyways, even if he does play. So don't count on a lot of production from Curtis Samuel for Week 11. That's it for offense. For the questionables, I'll let Karsten take it over for defense. Yeah. Uh, Just to touch on Kyler real quick. I think they're uh, they're actually playing the Seahawks this week. Is it Seahawks? Yeah, it's Seahawks. So it's still an NFC West matchup, but I'm kind of hoping that Kyler – just sits this one out. Just, <laughs> as, just, a, as a Seahawks fan, right? Yeah, as a Seahawks fan, I'm like, uh, you know, I don't really want to see a Russ-Kyler showdown right now. Even if Kyler's injured, I think uh, 
Russ might lose that one with the way he looked last week. Yikes. Okay, so questionables for defense. A little caveat here. Uh, some of these are more deep cuts than than uh, than others, but they did have to be rostered on at least 40% of Fantrax rosters for me to, to put them on here. So some of these guys you're not rostering anyway, but, but some of them are definitely a big deal. So to start, we got Anthony Averett, cornerback uh, for Baltimore. He has a thigh injury. He picked it up in practice this week. He probably still plays. Uh, Tremaine Edmonds, linebacker for Buffalo. Um, he's got a hamstring. He put in a limited practice on Friday, so he's trending towards playing. I, I bet he'll play. Um, Eddie Jackson, safety for Chicago. He also should play. Um, and then Tracy Walker, safety for Detroit. He had a concussion, um, but he fully practiced on Friday, so he should be good to go. Um, yep. Getting into the more big deal players, Darius Leonard, linebacker for in Indianapolis. Uh, has an ankle injury. He's a uh, he was limited in practice Thursday and Friday. He's a game time decision. I would monitor. Um, you're definitely play, if he plays. You're definitely putting him yeah. in your lineup. You can't you can't bench Darius Leonard. Yeah, can't do that. Um, Legarius Sneed, another corner uh, for KC. He he came on really strong last year, so some people might still be playing him. Uh, he has a knee injury. Was limited all week, but I I bet he plays too. Um, Joey Bosa. Uh, the linebacker for the Chargers. He so he was a close contact of someone who tested positive for COVID on Tuesday. Um, and the rule with the NFL is if you're a close contact and you're unvaccinated, you have to quarantine for at least five days. So it could work out where he is able to play on Sunday because that would be after the fifth day. And he did turn in a negative COVID test on Wednesday, the day after. Um, so he wouldn't be able to get any he hasn't been able to practice all week, but he could be activated and play on Sunday. I would just keep an eye on him. Uh, Christian Wilkins, uh, DT for Miami. He's been pretty good this year. He's got a quad injury. Um, he's trending towards playing with back-to-back -back limited practices. Uh, Davion Taylor, linebacker for Philadelphia. He's kind of a good uh, flyer. He's been a good, good player for the last two weeks. Um, he should play too with a full practice Friday. They're playing the Saints, so I would, I would start him up if he's playing. Uh, Jamal Adams, safety for Seattle. This one's kind of a surprise. Um, he was looking real good last week. He finally got a pick. Finally. I, I jumped off my couch when I saw it. Um, <laughs> he's got a, a groin injury uh, and added to the injury report on Thursday. So that came up in practice. Um, but with those groin injuries, really, it's probably what whatever he, he wakes up on Sunday yeah. and tests it out before game time. And if it's feeling tight or uh, – or not able to move, he probably won't go. Was it, or, was it last year that he ended up missing a couple games with a groin injury? I think I think yeah. he had a groin injury in the past. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I, if I had, if I was a betting person, I would bet he plays just because he looked so good last week. The defense in Seattle has been actually pretty good, and he did mm -hmm. get that pick last week. So maybe, maybe he'll get another one this week. That'd be crazy. Uh, I would play him if you have him, but something to monitor close to game time. Uh, JPP, Jason Pierre-Paul, linebacker for Tampa, Tampa Bay. He has a hand injury, not not the same one, or uh, with the firecracker. Not he didn't do that again. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I would find another option if possible. He played last week without any practice, and he hasn't practiced this week. So I would bet he plays again. But he was not productive last week, right. and so I would just sit him. Uh, last one, Kendall Fuller. CB for Washington. He has a knee injury, but he'll play. 
Awesome. Awesome. So we do have a little bit of breaking news here while we're recording this. So it's it's got to do with the offensive questionable. So on Twitter, Field Yates and the Ravens have all tweeted that Lamar Jackson is questionable with an illness. He missed a he missed a practice, maybe two practices earlier in the week with an illness. This dude gets sick more than anyone I think I've literally ever seen. This guy's like always on the injury report like early in the week and then doesn't ever have a designation heading into it. Uh, but mm-hmm. right now he's questionable with an illness. We'll see how it goes with with this being so close to game time tomorrow. There's not really a whole lot of information we're really going to be able to get to you guys. So the the advice here would be to monitor it. He's got a one o'clock game time Eastern against the Chicago Bears. So if he is ruled out, you should be able to pivot pretty quickly. But breaking news: Lamar Jackson is questionable with an illness. So yeah. so that's it for questionable. What's up? Oh, I was just gonna say, even if Lamar is sick, I think I would bet he plays. I bet that's just yeah. a formality they have to put him on there because yeah, uh, he he's been sick and played in games before. Yeah, he's went and, he's what left in <laughs> mid quarter to go to use the restroom. Right? <laughs> I mean, he denies he denies that, <laughs> but I mean, we all know what happened. Come on, <laughs> we all know. Yeah, yeah. So may it. it he probably plays better if he's sick. I mean, I would start him up. Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, if if he is real sick and he, he plays, yeah, I'm not going to bench Lamar Jackson. I have a hard time benching Lamar Jackson for, for any other reason. So, mm-hmm. but, but good news is if he is ruled out, it's a 1 o'clock game, so you've got time to pivot. However, we're we're, we're going to suggest that he plays. It seems pretty pretty easy. Like you said, it's probably a formality thing that they got to throw him on there. So, with the outs, doubts, and questionables out of the way, we'll move into the good news for the week. My good news for the week is that Claypool was upgraded to active, so Chase Claypool for the Pittsburgh Steelers should play this week if you need him. And lastly, my Rams are on by this week, so I don't have to get my heart broken again two weeks in a row, unfortunately. So, that's my good news for the week. Carson, you got anything? Yeah, that uh, that Rams game was a little rough, but, you know, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, my good news is that, uh, there's no way the Seahawks can look worse than they did last week. I mean, uh, the offense was just, I mean, Russ has never missed games before. So that was a first for him this, this year. And then has never been shut out in his entire career. And, uh, you know what, if, if you told me that at at halftime, we kept the Packers to to three points, I would be like, Oh, we're winning. We're killing them. You know, the defense was killing it. And the offense was just so bad uh I, and then i can't remember did did he have any problem throwing that deep ball at all because i know it was his middle finger and that's mm-hmm. like your power finger i didn't mm-hmm. i didn't get, get a chance to see how well he was throwing that deep ball i don't know if you did oh yeah his throws were off all day he was were missing they? people left and right and i mean it, it makes sense it's got to be hard for him to grip the ball with that that mallet finger injury um there's no way he's fully healthy I think but, they gave him uh, a maybe. timeline of like what six to seven weeks before he was even able to return, and he mm-hmm. said, "No, I'm going to spend a thousand million dollars on my rehab and rehab 19 hours a day, so I can come back and just throw ducks four weeks later." Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. props to him. The guy, guy loves absolutely competing. He's he's a natural leader. So it's nice to see him out on the field. It's just sometimes you got to kind of stay away if you're not feeling it. But I don't know. Would you rather have a slightly injured Russ or a? Or a Geno Smith who wasn't really looking too productive there, so that's oh, that's, a, that's a good yeah. question. So. It's slightly injured Russ for sure. I mean, Geno looks good at times, but he gave three games away at the end straight. Yeah, and it was just yeah. so tough to watch. And then I, and uh, that's 
that's sad though because he looked so good coming in for yeah. for russ when he did i was like oh mm -hmm. all right so they've got the replacement that fast and he just kind of <laughs> wasn't the replacement the next three weeks so yeah. that, that's probably yeah. the reason why russ came back so fast yeah so, i just wanted to give a quick shout out to the the i'm in one of the R, uh, rso leagues that that the big three is doing this year the hunger games leagues i'm in district four yeah that's uh league four fun stuff i'm uh my team name is barrett's esophagus which probably <laughs> a lot of people don't don't find that funny because they don't know what it is <laughs> but i have shaq barrett on my team he's one of my yeah. linebackers and so that's how i came up with that name barrett's esophagus that's for people good. who don't know is is uh when you have chronic acid reflux you get this this change in the cell type in your esophagus and they call it barrett's esophagus but shout out league four you know that's hilarious i love that one i love that a lot awesome all right well that's it that's all we've got for you guys carson thank you so much for hopping on it was an absolute pleasure um i will link carson's twitter in the tweet that i'm going to put out for this podcast if you'd love to follow him I know he's pretty funny. He he loves his replies. He throws out some pretty knowledgeable information from time to time. So absolutely go give Carson a follow if you haven't already. IDP show underscore injury is my at. If you'd like some more information, I'll be retweeting, possibly tossing out some stuff in the meantime before the game's tomorrow. And, of course, subscribe to the guys over at www.theidpshow.com. That's where you get your emails. That's where you'll get this podcast. I'll, I'll throw this one on Twitter. So until next week, guys, Lee here with Carson. It's been awesome. Carson, thank you so much. We'll see you next week. Yeah, thank you.